Hey guys, it's your boy Eli from the Geek Centurions. We're here with my good buddy Daniel. What's up, Daniel? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Oh man, it's always fun to have you around. So today, since it's like what October third, yeah. So how about we talk about some little spooky horror things? <laughs> so like we're gonna start off with uh, something I think that's uh, really fun to talk about is uh, horror video games. And Daniel, you're you're huge into horror. I know that. Yeah, I am. And knowing you, you probably like a lot of horror games. I do. So you got any a good example for us? Let's see. Oh, well, let's get this right out of the bat. Resident Evil, that's always a great series to go to. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I grew up playing Resident Evil 4, and that was always a fun game. Yeah. It was like, more action-y, but it still had that horror element, so I'm ha- really happy about that. Yeah, like, kind of went through the whole catalog back then. Like, uh, I started out with the PlayStation uh, ROMs on the PS3 whenever selling it. Ooh. Yeah, I played uh, 1, 2, and 3, had fun with those. Any other examples? Uh, let's see. There's one. Um, it's gonna hurt when I say this because it's still hurt. We're still hurting from it. Um, <laughs> like this demo. It's a really oh, sh- <laughs> yeah. oh, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Hidel Kojima's and Guillermo del Toro's PT, which was supposed to be Silent Hills. Oh yeah. Then Guillermo del Toro was gonna play for like another horror f- game. It was like, like um, Psycho or something. Like he has previously tried to make games before. Uh, I remember one he was supposed to do one with uh, THQ. Yeah. Uh, called insane but that's the one i was thinking of yeah but unfortunately uh thq shut down and um yeah he, he could never get his game made and his latest attempt was with kojima to make silent hills but uh that ha- you see what happened oh yeah and uh, at least we got this stranding out of it uh, true but what kind of hurts and and the pissing norman Reedus. yeah which is always a good thing it's kind of to somebody. Yeah, what's kind of sad about it, though, is that uh, Del Toro, he said uh, after all these failed attempts, he doesn't think he's going to try to uh, get into the game industry again, which is kind of sad. Yeah, we'll see him soon, uh-huh. depending on how this running does. Yeah. But no, that's uh, that's the whole idea of today's talk, is like talking about like horror games, but let's uh, let's start off with something more intellectual, I guess. And uh, let me ask you this, Daniel, what, in, in your opinion, what makes a good horror game? A good horror game? Like, um, what do you look for in terms of a horror, horror game? Try not to say movies. I'm really like, <laughs> no, like, let's see. I mean, she's got to make it scary. And I mean, got to avoid the stupid cliches, you know, like jump scares. or, or Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of games, um, I think that's too easy for a lot of games. You can say that for the movie industry, too. Yeah. Jump scares are too easy. Um, but if from, and one of the things I really want in a horror game, and this is going to go to one of the games I'm going to talk about later, is... Um, the, the game Until Dawn. Oh, yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that game has, like, that game was, like, super into, um, that was, like, the big horror game of, the, like, past two years. Yeah, like, it was, uh, that PS4 exclusive came out, like, a couple of years ago. Like, I think around maybe one or two after its launch. Yeah, and it was, like, a very detailed kind of, um, graphics, a very, a lot of motion capture, a lot of face capture. Yeah. And the thing I really liked about that game was about, was the ambiance. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you're, you're essentially, for those of you guys who never played the game, it's about you, but these group of friends that go into this uh, old camping lodge. It's always a goddamn camping lodge. Yeah. And to it was a uh, to honor a, a friend who passed away, right? Like uh, two friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's this character, one of the characters, uh, sister, and someone else. I think it was a friend. But yeah. I know it was two characters that died there, and they went back to respect. You know? Yeah. And then like from there, this weird sort of mystical. Yeah, I wouldn't. A psychological like, thing going on. Like, it's so much is going on because yeah, like at one point there's a slasher, and out of the nowhere we get these weird creatures, and yeah, it it gets bizarre, but it's still a fun horror game. It's a fun horror game, and I really liked was like 
because essentially you're walking in the woods in the snow. It's you you can tell you can see from the way the actors are playing. It's very cold. You you can tell it's very silent. All you hear is like the wood creaks and the animal sounds, and it's just you as a character walking around in the dark. And I felt like that was very good for a setup, especially if like you play in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a lot of freaking and. That also brings me to another game. Uh, say what you will about this game, but it was like one of the big horror games when it came out with Slenderman. Oh, Slender, yeah. Yeah, Slender. That was like cult classic in my opinion. Because like it, it didn't get that much attention when it came out, but it was like, if you knew video games, you knew Slenderman. Yeah, I mean like pretty much almost everyone on the internet knew about it too because that was like the height of uh, creepypasta since Slenderman was, had to have been the most popular. Oh, of course. So like they obviously like turned it into a game and... They got popular from there. Oh yeah, and what do, what do you, how do you feel about gameplay? Like we're talking about like you know until dawn, uh, Slenderman, where it's basically you just walk around. Do you think that's a lot better than uh, something like Resident Evil? I mean, each each game does th- things differently. I mean, you don't necessarily kill in until dawn, but they still find a way to make it enjoyable, fun, and scary. Yeah, you're right. And the and one of those things games I was thinking about was like uh, you know what uh so you know we're talking about Resident Evil. The one game I was thinking about was uh, Silent Hill, mm-hmm. where essentially you just kind of walking around. I haven't played much of the game, so you can probably like correct me whenever you want. Essentially, you go walk around, um, running away from some sort of creature. You there's some sort of fight me- fight mechanics in there. Like, and, am I right? Am like, I in the ballpark? Let's say I'm only very familiar with like the first three. Um, I know like in Silent Hill, like yeah, like you're being chased into by the pyramid head, but uh, the mo- he literally has a pyramid for a head. Yeah, like, <laughs> the main part about Silent Hill is, like, these people, like, uh, they go to their own personal hell, yeah. and each hell uh, represents something. Like, uh, again, in Silent Hill too. like, uh, it represents that a man is trying to run away from a sexual deviancy, like, he'll be harassing people and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and that is represented with a pyramid head. Got it. And it it does show, so there's this one scene with pyramid head and the nurses, and you can much imagine what happens yeah there. i remember peering my head like, whenever the, someone made a live action movie out of that and this shit uh like the first one like is literally about uh the first game they just changed uh from harry to uh the, the girl's mother this time and then the second one they just added pyramid head even though he had there's no correlation or no need for him he whatsoever. was he was the, he was the poster child oh was the it? game yeah pretty much but he only appeared in one game that's about it okay so that makes sense if anything that's uh, the yeah because like because the gameplay for that game was basically you yeah you said go through your own hell and you gotta do i'm guessing each character had to do something of their own right yeah they had to go through their own personal demons and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like what what does a horror game have to for you have to do to make you feel more immersed into the game like what like what what makes like silent hill different from resident evil different from pt different from um until dawn different from five nights at freddy all right um like how how, how does the immersion work for you all right, so in Resident Evil, like, they're, it's a very well-known franchise. We know the characters like Chris, Leon, um, Jill, Valentine, and basically we love these characters, but in Resident Evil, uh, we're it's mostly a sense of uh, survival. Yeah. Like, since they created a survival horror genre for gaming. Yeah, because I remember in the first game, um, everyone got, everyone, like, that dog, there's a dog that kind of, like, randomly shows up and it usually jumps out of a window and you have to defend yourself from it. Yeah, that or if you're being stupid, you open the front door and let them in. Yeah, like um, like that's why you can always close the door after you go in somewhere. But like they they would randomly come out of nowhere and you were just in there. I mean, we were talking about we talked about jump scares earlier, but that was a good setup. Yeah. Or like um, 
to feel like you're already immer- that's how immersed you are in the game. Like you're yeah. you're paying attention to like what you're doing, making sure you don't get killed or like mauled by some dogs. And if you just one little mistake gets you screwed up, and you're like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. So in Resident Evil, it's survival, and you're giving all these animals, and you're trying to get out of there alive without these things killing you. Yeah. And then when you compare it to games like Surviv- uh, Silent Hill, uh. It does. Uh, it does in the same vein. Uh, kind of be like Resident Evil. Like you explore things, trying to survive, but also like in Resident Evil, they give you the setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're stuck in a police station with zombies, or you're in a mansion with zombies. But in Silent Hill, you just suddenly appear in this town out of nowhere, and there's just fog everywhere, and yeah. you're not giving, you're not giving any exposition or anything like that. Well, obviously, like you're trying to find your daughter in the first game, but yeah. But yeah, like you're basically clueless of what's going on, and you have to go around like looking up all these clues and see what the hell is going there's, on. There's a sense that you have to like be a part of the game in order to understand what's going to going on in order for you to survive. Yeah, and that's the key idea for immersion game for people to be immersed in a game. You have to be involved. That's why you know in most games you tend to have the silent protagonist because you want to be a part of that game, yeah. and that's how you do it with the silent protagonist. But no, um, in horror games, it's I think it works different because. You essentially have to make sure you capture that sort of, like I said earlier, ambiance, mm-hmm. so that way you you feel part of the game. You know, we talked about Until Dawn. That mm-hmm. was how long was that game popular for a good couple months, right? Like it was because like people were so immersed into the game, they want to make sure because there's an option in the game mm-hmm. where you can have everyone survive. Yeah, like that's also a thing. Like it did like a, a telltale approach, but way better. So every uh, choice did matter. Yeah. And so if this one character died, then everything will change the story. Yeah. Who was it that uh, I think it was probably someone like PewDiePie or Markiplier, one of those big YouTuber uh, gamers. They they would try to make sure they get everyone alive. Yeah. And like they recently came out with a new game, Man of Medan, which um, I don't know. Did it live up to expectation? I I haven't got a chance to see that yet, but um, I'm hoping it might be good because um. The last game they released was for uh, a VR. Mm-hmm. It was basically a prequel for Until Dawn. Uh, well, see, because I'm saying because the game came out not too long ago. Yeah. And, like, I haven't heard anything from it. I mean, I haven't heard much from it either, but I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's another thing about it. Like, if you sense of immersion, because I've watched, like, the first, like, five minutes of the game, um, your choices uh, depends on how, you, how things go. There's an earlier scene where, um, depending on how you choose these cards because you're playing as like this soldier and we're in china mm-hmm. uh he's a U- u.s soldier in china i guess he was um stationed there and he had to like, do some stuff with uh this old chinese it's always an old chinese dude I don't yeah. know <laughs> doing some weird fortune telling stuff and you know you choose like what 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 happens you choose the cards and stuff and then whatever happens there kind of leads into what happens in the game yeah later on with the whole horror aspect because i remember like you're like this dude was playing and he's like and the cards say that your son will die and i'm like oh yeah. oh no that is not a good idea and then and i'm like oh man i want to see where this happens but then i kind of like, it was like i guess like the first five to ten minutes or whatever yeah i couldn't tell what happened i was like oh i want to see what happened but that's how, that's how i'm not even playing the game and i'm immersed yeah and that's how good i think those guys are doing it and you with a lot of horror games mm-hmm like even even if you're not playing it, you're kind of immersed. Yeah. Because uh, you know the other game that was hot for a while was Five Nights at Freddy. Oh yes. And like everyone who I I mostly saw through the gameplay videos because I was like, like I don't feel like playing this game. But let me let me see how it goes out first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is really interesting. Like I because re- the whole idea of the game mm-hmm. is um you are a security guard. You're sitting at a table, um you're checking 
this like all these little monitors making sure like these possessed uh demon we I can't really explain why they're possessed uh yeah. animatronics. Like imagine evil Chuck E. Cheese trying to kill you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh yeah. Like the the one problem I would, uh with the games though is like pretty much once you played one, you played them all. Oh yeah. But the reason you would want to keep going back to it and I would admit is the lore behind these games. Like, yeah, the the lore and like um like you say like they're all kind of you they're dime a dozen because if you play one you play them all. Yeah. But I feel like they keep the difficulty keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah. as the games present progress. And I'm like I'm saying like you know, Five Nights uh two I felt like was a lot more challenging mm-hmm. than Five Nights one, and then like you get to other ones and stuff like that. But you know. Yeah. Rarely do you ever hear stories in horror games though. Because, like, some of the games that are, like, really popular right now are, um, uh, what's that game? It's, there's a Friday the 13th game that mm-hmm. was out for, that came out not too long ago. Yeah. Where, you essentially, you're playing as Freddy. Now, um, wait, did I say Freddy? Yeah. I mean, Jason from Friday the, Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either playing as Jason or the other guys are playing, or you're playing as one of the camp counselors just trying to escape Freddy. Yeah. And it's, like, a, I would say a team-based game or, uh, yeah. you, you, can, you can play solo or you can play with your friends. Yeah, uh, and you're t- all in, like in the woods trying to escape Jason, and he's like doing whatever he can to kill everybody while you're trying to escape. Yeah, and I, I, that's one of like, there's no story in there, and I don't think there needs to be story because it's it's a Friday Thirteenth movie. All you need came in is to see, yeah. um, Jason or Freddy kill somebody. Yeah, but nowadays we have like Until Dawn, mm-hmm. um, Five Nights at Freddy to an extent. And like Resident Evil, especially with the newest one that just came out, like what Resident Resident Evil Seven, uh, the one where you're stuck in a house with all uh, these like yeah seven, yeah like there's there's story now, and you don't really tend to see you you don't see that in like in the older games unless they were like from Japan, like Silent Hill, yeah, where like you know there's an actual like you said like uh, going through your own personal hell mm-hmm. that sounds like an awesome movie premise. I hope they don't do that because <laughs> <laughs> like why why do that. You know, uh, it's I like the idea of some of these horror games having story because now you're more, like I said earlier, immersed. Yeah, you care because like, because to be honest, I did not give two shits about the guys from Until Dawn. Oh yeah, I did not give two shits. They were assholes. Like what? <laughs> like the stuff. Like if you ever play the game, go for it. It's an it's a fun game. Just know that you kind you want to save everyone. But at the same time, you kind of don't. Yeah, like, there's a couple of characters I hated, but I still try to make them survive anyway, because I want the best ending. Yeah, you want the, the ending where, like, because I remember the ending was, like, they're all getting interviewed, and they're like, I did nothing wrong. And we're like, bullshit! <laughs> you did everything wrong! And I'm like, oh, but that's how immersed I am to the story, because I'm already, one, I already don't like these guys. Yeah. But I still kind of want to save them, because that's how, because there's a chance I can save them, and I can get a certain ending where I'm like, I can yell at them all I want. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, you know, it's weird that they have these stories now. You don't really see them nowadays, uh, um, back in the day. Yeah, like, I'm starting to see, like, this new trend. I mean, it's not as big as what's going on right now with the games, like, Battle Royale, but, like, Mostly, we're starting to see more of these four v one games, like again with Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, and this one other game that has a bunch of other horror stuff in there. So That's the game I'm thinking about right now, but I can't think of it. Probably. Yeah, what's it called? Um, I can't. I can't remember what it was, but uh, 
Dead by is it Dead by Daylight? Yeah, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. one's pretty fun. Yeah, and recent uh, just recently, uh, Capcom just announced Project Resistance, which is their take on that. So you're playing as four survivors. And- oh, that's right. Yeah, because like there's like like not like we're talking about horror games. There's they're always trying to renovate it because like it's not that it's a dying art thing, but it's like you know we we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, we gotta do something new. Yeah, and they've been trying to make a, a multiplayer uh, Resident Evil game for a while now. Oh yeah, but, I believe that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, it's gonna be four v one. So four people are in, stuck in um, umbrella laboratories and they're trying to escape. And one of you gets to play as the mastermind, unleashing all these Bob BOWs, traps, and everything. It's funny how that those those kind of games have been around longer. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned Day by Day Life Five Nights, February Thirteenth. That was an, an earlier game. I think it was made by EA. It was. Um, I think it's called Evolved. Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, 2K. 2K, 2K. Because my brother was playing that, um, and he says it's a lot of... It's fun, but it's very tedious for both sides, and... Yeah, like, like you, if you don't got the gameplay for it, man, I'm sorry. Like, no, like, imagine this. Imagine, like, one of you gets to play as a giant kaiju, and you're just running around in circles away from these four other players. And yeah, you're a giant monster, and you're just trying to kill players, but, like, it takes forever for you for just to level up. Yeah, and there's a lot of season passes that are overpriced. Oh and shit. yeah, there was. I remember <laughs> now my brother was so mad. Yeah. Then uh, um, the there's so many things you gotta that makes like a horror video game. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the scares. Like, yeah. If the scares aren't effective, then like, what's kind of the point? Yeah. Because like that was the thing about Evolve. It was kind of like this survival horror game, but there wasn't very much horror to it. Yeah. And, you know, Friday the 13th, the only cool thing, graphics-wise, it's kind of crap. I mean, it's an indie game. It's an indie game, but, like, the whole, like, the only reason it's still alive, because, like, the, the gameplay is interesting, but it's also the whole, the the way he, Freddy just, I think, uh, Fred, Jason, <laughs> his name is Jason, I know this, but, like, you know, Jason is, uh, cutting, it's just how Jason just cuts people up, and, like, violently just kills these teens yeah and but like you know it's it gets to a point where like yeah okay i see it all but games like until dawn mm-hmm. uh hopefully man of madon yeah they they give you this sort of new take on it and that's a lot more uh interesting for us to, yeah to take as a as an audience but yeah those are i mean that's that's that to me is what makes a horror game I mean, yeah, um, like we said, like it doesn't really necessarily need the story these days. Um, just recently, I found out about this uh, VR horror game, which I need a Japanese PlayStation account to download it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, but yeah, but once you get it, uh, it's a little pricey, but it should be worth the experience though. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically like red light, green light, and you're trying to get closer to this little girl at the end of the hallway. Why would you get close to a little girl at the end of the hallway? Like, has it- no one seen The Shining? <laughs> Yeah, and the closer you get, the more horrific and terrifying it gets. Oh, so it's a test of uh, like um, it's a test, it's a test of fear, I guess. Like, yeah, it's a test of fear. There was another VR game because, uh, well, at this point, we're just gonna talk about some of our favorite hard games. Yeah. But there was a there was a recent VR game where like it involved, I want to say it involved murder clowns, where you just like walk around. It was probably just one of those generic uh, ones that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you, it's basically that carnival setting, you know, killer clowns and all that stuff, which you have make him earthing thing again because it's Pennywise, yeah, and stuff. But yeah, um, that's one of the games I always think of when it comes to horror because that's a very good uh, 
It, it's very good. VR is very, very good when it comes to horror games. Oh, it is. I mean, you don't even have to go all out. You can just be something simple as a, a plank outside of an elevated uh, skyscraper. That shit always gets you. <laughs> is there one for like that? No, yeah. Like, of course, you have to buy yourself like a plank of wood at a Home Depot. But once you have it set up at your house, you get your friend to try it on, walk out, and it just, with the wobbling of the of the plank, it just feels all real that you feel like you're going to fall down. Well, I mean, you're, because uh, at that point, you, you, lose, you lose all your uh, senses. Yeah. Because, like, I was playing a VR game not too long ago. Where like I don't like I barely even know where I'm walking. I'm looking like a goddamn idiot in the <laughs> middle of the room, doing some dumb stuff, yeah. and like I forget that um, anyone's there. And when I take my, take them off, I'm like, oh wow, holy crap, yeah, that's that's terrifying. And like there's a moment in the game where I look over the edge. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm about to fall. I know it's the water, <laughs> but like I, horror games in VR have worked so well because you already like get that whole ambiance. And the immersion thing, because, like, once you're in it, you're in it. Thankfully, you don't die. <laughs> yeah. And gladly, if you don't have VR, that's fine. Because uh, Capcom, they showed, they still proved to me that you can still have horror without VR. I mean, oh, of course. Yeah, because I played Resident Evil 7 entirely in VR, and I don't think I could ever play that game without it. But then uh, when I played that Resident Evil 2 remake, I was just scared probably even more than, than how much I was scared in Resident Evil 7. Oh, yeah, and, like, the whole Resident Evil games are, like, so much fun. The The weird thing is, like, there was a point, I think it was between 5 and 6, mm-hmm. where they just become just straight action games. Yeah, like, 4, it was a little more leading to the horror action, and then the 5 came out with, uh, you know, a co-op play. That sold yeah. a lot more, and so they tried to go more action-orientated. And then when 6 came out, uh, it's kind of funny how they describe it. It's like, so, is it a horror, it's a horror game? We don't like to call it survival horror. We like to call it dramatic horror. Oh, yeah. No, it's funny because you talk about Because I think it was five. You know, the Resident Evil, and they're not just known as video games, they're also known as films. Do you remember? I think it was. I forget which Resident Evil movie it was, but it was one where um they literally recreated the scene from Resident Evil 5? Uh, where it was. um. I know what you're talking about. That but. was so cringe. Oh, my God. And what's worse is it had a perfect circle playing. Yeah. And I was like, don't you do this. Don't you do this to that band. I mean, it was just god-awful. It was god-awful. And those, they didn't, see, that's the thing. They don't capture what makes uh, Resident Evil hard games so good. Yeah. It's it's become more of a, um, like, an action set piece. Yeah, like, they noticed that, like, okay, Five is selling a lot more. Uh, people are saying it's more action-y. Uh, we're making millions of dollars off the movies in Hollywood. That's making us money. Uh, how about we turn it into a full-on action series? And then it didn't work. No, no, we Cause hated I remember, it. Because I remember everyone was... I wasn't that... Like, I'm okay. I'm not that into Resident Evil. Like I said, I only played four. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole um, six, I remember hearing everyone's mother... Everyone and their mother saying, like, how much they hate this game. And then some of my friends were like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. It's a fun game. But I'm like, yeah, because you like action games. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as that was done, like, we got, like, a, a... Was it a demo for Resident Evil 7? But it was called or something else? Like... Uh, for what I remember, it, no one knew it was Resident Evil 7 at the time. It was a simple VR demo called Kitchen. People absolutely loved it, how scary it was. And then it wasn't until uh, the year after on E3, E3 again, uh, yeah. it was actually announced as 7. Ooh, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah, and then they came out with a demo later that night where basically you're inside <laughs> the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me the next day because PlayStation doesn't update their shit till the morning. Oh, yeah. No, I got you. And... Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was survive. That's the one thing I like about uh, Resident Evil is the whole like 
if you don't get your shit together, you're gonna get fucked so bad. No, yeah, like, I remember, like, in the 2 remake, like, I was trying to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. I was running out of bullets, and it took me, I don't know how long to realize, oh, I was supposed to be doing this the whole time. I'm so stupid. Oh, yeah. And then I have, like, maybe, like, five uh, bullets left. I gotta survive going all the way to the... Dude, um, <laughs> talking about Resident Evil's 5 old you can't... We're, you know, we, we mentioned all these games, and we're gonna talking about them right now. Until Dawn was insane, dude. Dude, like, I know, like, I remember... In the- terms of survival, I couldn't really do it. Like, I was hanging out with a friend, and, um, mm-hmm. he was letting me play, uh, like, Until Dawn, and I'm like, okay, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And I think it was, like, um, it was a scene where that one dude was running off of, like, this broken bridge, and he missed, because I missed, and he fell down, and, like, there was, for a reason, I don't remember why there was a hook. Yeah. Like, a big fishing hook. Like, that kind of hook. Yeah. And he landed. Oh, it was a construction hook, whatever. But and he landed, his neck landed on, the on like, right where his mouth, like, the bottom part of his jaw is. Yeah. And I was like, what the? F- I was trying to run away from this monster. I ended up killing him. Okay. Yeah. Never I was, like, so mad at the end of that game. Yeah. Oh, here's a tip. Once yeah. you make a choice, try, you don't. Try to stay committed to it, but also don't. Because uh, I remember this one choice in the game. I was going to make this choice. But right in the middle of the action, I changed my mind. And then something else happened. And Oh, yeah. Then somehow that helped me. God, you know, almost everyone survived out. Dude, it's... I, I mean, I want to play Man of Medan so bad. Because, like, well, I'm mostly an Xbox player. And this is the first one they're releasing on, like, multi-platform. Cause yeah. Until Dawn was all PlayStation exclusivity. Yeah, like, they were mostly a, a PlayStation studio. At the yeah, time. and I'm, like, I'm kind of at a point where I'm, like, I kind of need more money. For real. And, so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'll be sure to get that when I can. It looks so much fun because I really enjoyed that whole um, choosing your aspect of what can happen. Yeah. Because that was, like, so much fun. Um, what other game, what other hard game is out there that we haven't talked about? Ooh, that's, that's really fun. I think of that right now. Let's see. Uh, let's see. If we're talking straight up uh, scary uh, horror games, going to have to give me time with that, but I could give you some like horror games I grew up playing a lot in the arcades, like House of the Dead, Card Evil. I don't remember that. Like, all right, well, House of the Dead, you probably know that well. Like, basically, mm. it's a Sega, like, an arcade shoot, uh, shooter. Mm. You got know, zombies all around, shoot them up, bad acting. It's like, oh, help me, I need dying. <laughs> Dude, I hated this so much. Yeah, but Carnival, like, was probably one of the few, like, they tried to take it seriously, and it kind of worked. Yeah. Like, basically, uh, this kid somehow, like, brings up, you know, but a live... Uh, an evil circus, you got zombie clowns, uh, demonic, mm. you know, trapezes, all Everything that stuff. a child would be afraid of. No, yeah, no, like, it was so scary that Midway, they actually added, added a function to the arcade cabinets where you can censor the game, and it'll change certain aspects to make it less scary. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah, like, I remember, like, just one scene, um, one of the uh, boss battles was supposed to be, like, a giant psychotic baby. And, <laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, apparently, are we, are we are we pulling a Dante's Inferno where like everyone was bad because they uh, they 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 advertise that you can kill unbaptized babies. <laughs> oh jeez, like, I, I wouldn't even count that as a horror game. Like uh, Dante's Inferno, but yeah, continue. Yeah, like no, like uh, it was like a zombie baby or something. I don't remember, but yeah, like some people were complaining it was a little too scary. It's like you shouldn't put these games in the arcade. My son could be playing them. I mean, well, then why are you letting your son? That's all to you, man. Yeah, so they have an option where you yeah. can switch it and it'll censor the baby into like a, a 
you know, a bloodthirsty teddy bear. <laughs> that, that doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Speaking of teddy bears, dude, um, Five Nights has been going on forever. I think it's, uh, it's too dang long. Yeah, like, but if I've been thinking about giving it another shot because apparently they made, uh, made a Five Nights at Freddy VR game where it has one, two, and three all in one. And from what I'm hearing, it's actually a lot better than um the previous releases because now it's in VR. So like if I I played the first one and I remember um how difficult it was trying to like keep track of everything mm-hmm. and like I'm just like sitting there and like in my living room playing the game and all of a sudden like you hear that ah just like that's the sound they make this very loud screeching noise and if you have headphones on which I God I hate you not done that yeah. <laughs> Like I, I immediately like jumped up and my mom was like, What happened? Like, I don't worry, I just didn't get scared and she said some stuff in Spanish I'm not gonna say here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um it, the Five Nights has been going on for so long, it's it's a, it's kinda funny how like they just drop out of nowhere. Yeah, they really do. I mean like I remember like uh, an action, like one of those actual animatronics. Yeah, like so, believe it or not, like Five Nights at Freddy, that was supposed to be a Kickstarter game, but no one and I mean absolutely no one funded it. So, like, Scott Cawthon is like, you know what, screw it. I'll just make it myself with my money and look where he is right now. Right. And supposedly we're going to get a movie and all this crap. We got books. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's the lore in it. Surprisingly enough, a game that doesn't have that much story content has a lot of story. Yeah. And it's like the story is more scarier than the actual game, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, apparently, like, I don't remember the whole gist of it. I just remember, like, uh, just, just watch any of the game theory videos by Matt Pat. You'll, you'll find it. Yes. Because, like, he has a. God help that man. I mean, that's what gets into the money on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. Someone was like, why does he keep doing these? Like, money. Money. It's free real estate. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're like, well, you know, he doesn't have to do it. Like, those are his most viewed videos. He has to do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but like, they're so, they're the, the, the story is like this weird thing involving a father and their sons. Um, yeah. And then the, there's a murder that happens and um, then they stuff the kids dead bodies into these animatronic suits. And which I'm like, that's a lot more better than the actual game. Like saying, I'm not saying the game isn't that scary at points, um, depending on what you're considering scary. Yeah. But like it, it works. Mm-hmm. It uses very well. I guess earlier it does very good with the ambiance. You're very immersed with it. Um, the music is very creepy because oftentimes when, uh, when you die, they play the little, like birthday music and you're yeah. in like all you see is like flashing lights and like okay this is when I'm gonna die and it's it's done well but like the story but aside from that that's about it like you said it's just we play one you play them all yeah but the story itself is like I want more of this <laughs> if you want more like I would probably suggest the VR game because they do a lot more because like one of the criticism criticism I have with Five Nights at Freddy's like there's very little animation whatsoever um. Again, look like back by at, animation, you mean actual cartoons or like actual stuff that the like, like, animatronics do? Like the animatronics, so okay. they're, they're pretty much just static the, the whole time, yeah, which, the I, which I get. It, it adds to the horror uh, thing. Yeah. But like over 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 the years with all these games and stuff, like you think you add a little something, which he does, but very rarely. Mm, but, okay. But when into the VR game, like you actually do hear like uh, yeah. So in the original, you don't hear like the animatronics moving whatsoever or anything. But in a VR game, from what I played, um. You actually do hear them, like, all the rusting and moving around. Oh, okay. Yeah. That extra little detail. Yeah, and then if you turn on the light at the right time, you'll see, like, one of the animatronics moving. And it's like, oh, shit. And then you just shut the door right there. Because, like, instead of just, you know, like. Then just, like, standing there, like. like, You know, like this. You know, like. 
Yeah, just with a stupid <laughs> face on and everything. Like you see them, you turn on the light, you see them walking closer to the door from the window. You just shut the door right away because like, oh shit, he's almost there. Which one of the games do you think is the most scariest? Because I think um, three, where it's like the the animatronic snap track. What was that was his name, right? Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, it's the old rotting one. Yeah, that was for me like the scariest looking one because he's just like because they've actually put animation on that one where he's just like going all zombie walking stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, that's actually kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, like it's like I said, one of the same, but like, it, but that's the one that actually freaked me out. I don't know about you. Like, I mean, anything can be scary if you work it right. Like, yeah. I, I think it was in the second one, like in this one other room, you gotta like, you know, uh, do the jack, wind the jack in the box, I think, and it has this little like, uh, character. Oh, the weeping one. Yeah, the weeping one. Like that one can be just creepy alone. Like, if I was stuck in alone, I'd be scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know what you mean. Ah, oh, um, there any other games we could talk about in the meantime? I mean, this game was uh popular at the time. Um, I try, I tried to do the same thing with the sequel, but it didn't do much. But uh, Outlast was one of the originals as well. Oh, I totally forgot about Outlast. Yeah. Dude, that was a weird ass. Yeah. That was the whole game where, like, um, the yeah. trailers were, like, from a camera. Yeah, so, yeah, in the game, you're playing as a journalist, and you're investigating about this insane asylum who've been, like, uh, mistreating all the patients and everything. Mm-hmm. So you break inside, and you see all these horrors and, you know, abuse they all go through and everything. And you see all these psychotic inmates, you know, like, they escape and kill everyone, and they're trying to start a whole cult and everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's some weird shit. And what's scary about it is, like, it has a sort of, uh, lush, like, mechanic to it where, basically... You'll go into these dark areas of the uh, of the asylum, and you won't be able to see anything. So you have to rely on your camera's night vision to see what's going on. Oh, but yeah, you you only have a certain amount of uh, batteries left, so you got to keep exploring the place too and find batteries. And if you don't, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, I have to try to traverse through the dark. Jesus, like I still remember this one scene. Like uh, I was running low on batteries, and I was stuck in this one corner, and there's this yeah. psychotic dude walking around. So all I could do was just hide under the bed. Until, like, see, he walks out, and he did I just have to slowly walk around him. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this. What's, do you, would you consider, because, uh, you know, Kelvin, if you guys are, haven't noticed yet, Kelvin's not here. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's got some stuff to do, as always. You know, we love to have him over. But he was telling me, would he, could, he had this question for me that he wanted to bring up, because he told me he was not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring this to you. Um, would you consider, ga- like, add-on games like Call of Duty Zombies, like horror uh in a sense you could i mean yeah most, I told, like when he asked me that i was like i mean you can kind of argue it i don't really think it can i mean it. most people won't say it but i could argue the fact that it could be too cause, yeah because one like yeah like each added round there's more and more zombies so you get into sense of dread of like you're running low on ammo you gotta buy more ammo better guns and yeah. hope to god you survive to the next round because there's so much zombies that could Take the bullets and all that shit. Yeah, because it, it it becomes more survival. Yeah, as later as it goes, yeah, but I think like later on it kind of became less like scary. I mean, yeah, like they died. They're trying to focus so much more into it. Like I remember in Black Ops Three, uh, they had this war theme map, which I thought it was a neat idea. Was to it say. was it three or I don't remember which Call of Duty it was. It was one where like um, because at that point it became just became a parody. Like they just had like all these. Um, different characters like um, um they were trapped in an amusement park and they had like these special kind of weapons that ooh. really make no sense you know what i'm talking about right like yeah i think those well, uh, yeah whenever whenever you bring those up um i first 
I know it's not the Treyarch games because uh, no, no, no. Because no. at this point, I only play games from Treyarch, but I'm even they're starting to lose me. But yeah, like I think it was either Sledgehammer games or Infinity War. They try to recapture what Treyarch did, and they failed to do it. Yeah, like I remember. Like, 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 I, I, that's why I told him when he asked me this was like, you can kind of argue it. Yeah. But like, at some point they just started becoming a parody, so I don't really like consider it that much. But you get earlier ones, I think you can consider those as um horror more like horror survival but like i wouldn't say it's full-on horror yeah which is i mean kind of sad i mean kind of like Resident Evil 4 like yes there's horror elements in there and there's some shit that still scares me in the game but yeah when you look at it it's still more of an action horror game than horror. Well, i mean horror. resident evil 4 had not just zombies but crazy town people oh like uh and a crazy cult where they rely on these parasites inside exactly you. like there's a lot of stuff to be afraid of in that game yeah like that I remember, like, uh, the designs of these parasites, how they look. They're just disgusting, and it freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, here's another game that I think you might have played. Um, I haven't played it, but I've always been tempted to try it. Mm-hmm. The Evil Within. The Evil Within. Oh, I've been meaning to play that, too. But, yeah, I I think it was... I heard it was actually pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know about the sequel, but, yeah, like, they got the same director, uh, Shinji Mikami, to work um on this game. Shinji Mikami worked on what? Um, I know he did Resident Evil Four. He, oh, okay. Yeah, I did believe Five. I don't. I don't remember much because I know that each game had like a, a different director, like Hideki Kamiya. He was doing uh, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, and like uh, um, no, because I remember watching the trailers because the trailers and the overarching story and like the 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 trailers made it seem a lot more horror. Yeah. Like there's like there's a whole the infamous like one of the famous uh, the cover of the game is usually is this dude screaming up to the air. Yeah. Covered in uh, barbed wire. Oh, I'm like, that. oh, that looks nasty. Yeah, like so remember the trailer like you see this puddle of blood, and you see this weird monster thing, you know, crawling out of it. Yeah. This is I mean, that's many any other games in the top of your mind? I mean, I'm trying to think of something like I don't know why I'm thinking like games with out of the nowhere horror stuff like uh for me, like, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, like, I remember, like, uh, one part you fall off a waterfall, and you were just walking through a river, and this one character. So, basically, what well, it was a cool thing, too, because, like, every character yeah. you killed, they come out as ghosts and basically haunt you and say, like, look what you've done. This is all, like, lives you didn't have to kill. <laughs> like. Kojima, you crazy, man. Yeah, man, like, and once the ghosts attach it to you, they pops up, like, a flashy horror image. Like, the ambiance and everything in that scene, like, was. I mean, that works, though. It works, but. Horror games, exact. I come to think of one. The, the, it's hard to really think about them because, like, you they're there, but you don't really see them as much. Yeah. Because, like, the because I'm also thinking of, like one game that I wouldn't really consider horror, mm-hmm. especially considering now, which which is Devil May Cry One. Oh yeah, because it originally was supposed to be Resident Evil Four. Yeah, that was originally the uh, going to be a Resident Evil game. He was going to be t- called. Tony Redgrave or mm-hmm. Red. No, it was supposed to be Leon, yeah. and the whole point was that, like to add psychological effects similar to Silent Hill. Yeah, but uh, apparently they, they started going more uh, demonic, and yes. we got ourselves Devil May Cry, which I'm a huge fan of. Great fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like uh, the first one was more horror. Second one was like, like we don't, don't talk about two. We don't talk about two. Now I actually tried <laughs> playing that because um, I I got the collection, the mm-hmm. HD collection when I um, back in the day. I played through one and I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a great game." Let me try out two. Oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, like, and you feel, and then you start to feel bad for DMC because, like, this game is getting all the shit that DMC two should have gotten. Oh yeah, 
I mean, which it did, but not not to the level where DMC got. Yeah, and then we get DMC uh, Devil May Cry three, which is more um, the introduction of Virgil and all that cool stuff. And like, it became more fun. Like, yeah, it dropped the horror and became more of a action, a fun action game. And same with four and five. Five was probably the most fun actiony one. Oh fuck it! But it's it's so weird to see that transition from like what originally was kind of like this weird mix of horror and um, action. Yeah. In the first one, because I remember in the first one, I was like, um, there was a scene where one of the one of the demons was like chasing you throughout the hallway, mm-hmm. and you had to like run and shoot at the same time because like you had to make sure it didn't follow you. Yeah. And you were stuck in this tight corner, and I was like, I can't do anything. I had to find a way to kill it because it was a boss, and I and it was really weird. And whenever you go, um, say pick up a new item, pick up a new gun, pick up a new sword or whatever, mm-hmm. it like does this little effect where. Where it kind of like it freaks you out a bit, yeah. And then when it goes back out, and I was like, Jesus! And you're walking around this like really horrific um mansion, and then like at some point it stops being more horror, more like fun. Yeah. But no, it's, it was earlier in the game, and you felt that horror because like the ambiance, the music, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That uh, that nah, just became more more of a fun game, and I'm <laughs> really happy to have. So I don't know. You got anything else? Uh. I'm trying to think, but I really can't think of it. Oh, uh, I actually do got one. I do got one. Okay. I'm not sure if you played it, but it is an absolute cult classic. Uh, you ever heard of Deadly Premonition? Oh, I heard of it. That's a that's an old school Japanese game. Yeah, like uh, it is such a bizarre game. I mean, the uh, the only thing I so the only thing I can compare it to is uh, what most other people compared it to, and it was to the show Twin Peaks, and that show was very weird too. Oh yeah, it's very like it's it's basically you're trying to solve a, a child murder. Yeah. And there's ghosts involved. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much as I know. I know that for a reason there's a character who takes pictures a lot. Yeah, like it gets bizarre. Like you play as an FBI detective who has an imaginary friend, and he will talk to him and poke like it's, <laughs> like it's nothing. And I still remember this one like stupid scene that I still love to this day. It's basically this uh, guy. He's in a wheelchair with a gas mask on for some reason. Yeah. And this guy, he has a guy who's the translator for him, and he basically talking rhymes. And he and they were trying to order this thing called a center sandwich, mm-hmm. which was uh, strawberry jam, uh, turkey, and cereal. And it was like, if you're really yeah. an FBI detective, you would give it a try. It's not good for FBI agents, you know, to go on intuition. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the whole point of the game. Yeah. I just remember one we didn't talk about, and that is the Call of Cthulhu. Oh. That was like, that, so like, if a lot of people were talking about how that game didn't really focus that much on Cthulhu, but more on, like, the cult, that I'm like, that's the whole point. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, Cthulhu, like... It's basically a god, and you're trying to focus on the cult. You're not trying to face Cthulhu as this giant being that kills you instantly. Well, I mean, like, if you ever read the Lovecraftian books, like, whenever you witness or you you, you see Cthulhu... Like, you go mad. You go mad. And that is essentially what happens in, towards the end of the game, because it's very much like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of, like, psychological horror stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a lot more realistic, in my opinion, more than, like, say, um, guys like Jason coming around, chopping me up and... Itty bitty pieces, which is kind of funny to say. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like stuff like Hannibal Lecter, that's always been like my thing where this dude just kind of plays with your mind. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was always my kind of stuff. So, seeing Call of Cthulhu, which is like this mix of psychological horror and like sort of weird mystic stuff, mm-hmm. was like a great thing to see. And like, I remember like just 
being able to see this weird like dichotomy of like is this actually happening is this not happening and then you know we get to the ending where of course they call Fort Cthulhu yeah and a lot of if you know a lot of Lovecraftian things it's always going to be weird and creepy and like stuff that you just don't you just don't understand it's just going to rustle your jimmies it's just going to rustle your jimmies because <laughs> exactly i mean yeah because like what happens at the end of the game is like everyone like cthulhu shows up you don't know what happens and then you see like everyone going mad there's a scene where like i think someone's gouging someone's eyes out and i'm like jesus christ <laughs> and um and the, yeah that's a game that i would like to see more of i don't know is there a sequel plan i hope there is uh for probably i, I don't i haven't heard anything do you it. have like the whole lovecraftian because I think it's public domain now, so you can use any of those babies. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all, I think that's all the games I can think of right now. I mean, I'm, I said, I'm trying to remember what game influenced it. I think it was Bioshock. But uh, before Bioshock, we had this guy, a game called System Shock. Oh, okay. Is that, is that, a, is that a... It's, it's an old PC game. I'm okay. not sure if it ever made it to consoles, but that was like... I believe that was supposed to be the original, like, uh, Bioshock. Bioshock didn't really become scary. Well, maybe in the early ones, but later on ones that... I never really played Bioshock. My friends did, and they mm-hmm. always like tell me the stuff about it, and I'm like, I don't give a damn, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, it sounded like more like a horror. Be- oh, Dead Space. Oh, Dead Space. Dead Space. How did we forget Dead Space? I don't know, because it's one of those weird things. Like I was talking about earlier with the, uh, we were talking about earlier with Call of Duty. It's like it's kind of like a horror game, but it's not. I mean, the first one was two yeah. was leading more to Resident Evil Four, and then EA completely boosted it with three. Oh yeah, because like like Dead Space is like. Like, you know, it's basically take Ridley with a super, like a space marine mm-hmm. with all the yeah. weird, creepy aliens. But at the time, uh, the aliens from the Aliens movie, Xenomorphs, it would just up that up by like, what, a thousand? Yeah, it was pretty much, uh, uh, you know, aliens with uh, Doom, actually, too, as well. Because, yeah. like, there's an evil call. See, I wouldn't really call Doom a horror game, though. Like, no, but, like, uh, there, I see some elements in Dead Space, though, like, they find. Like in that space, they form like a, an evil like cult like church and everything yeah. to bring that up, and that's happened too in the twenty sixteen Doom. Okay, yeah, I see that. Um, nothing else. I think that's about it. That's all I can think of on the top of my head. I mean, you could start naming like <laughs> uh, random stuff. Like, um, you remember the haunted house level in Mario sixty four? That piano. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Luigi's Mansion was the scariest game I ever played as a kid. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not like, that was a fun game. Yeah, it was. Like, I'll admit to, like, it made me jump once or twice when I was, like, playing it on the GameCube for the first time. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, that's still kind of creeps me out, too. Like, there's there's a glitch in Luigi's Mansion where, like, with the lighting effect and everything, it and this one part of the game, it kind of looked like Luigi was ha- being hung in the shadows. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was a complete accidental. That was like like, a, it was like one of those, like, supposed munchkin hangings from uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but that was completely accidental. It was, <laughs> it was with the lighting system that was acting a little weird, but yeah. and they fixed that in the, in the 3DS remake. Okay. I mean, we don't want to show uh, someone hanging. Especially, like, uh, a younger brother of a famous plumber. Right. Famous Italian plumber. I thought he was French when I was a kid. I don't yeah. know why. Are you the French or Italian? The, I mean, I think that's about it. I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, guys, no, it's uh, we always have a fun time. I hope Kelvin comes the next time because he he had a lot of uh, had a lot of ones to mention, mm-hmm. but he's always kind of concerned whether or not I counted. And if you're watching Kelvin slash listening, uh, we confirmed that the ghosts do count, so <laughs> he'll he'll get on <laughs> me for that later. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I think the best way to close it out now. 
So, as you guys know, um, that's the end of this episode. And we'd like to thank you guys again for checking us out. And be sure to check us out at CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're still trying to work on um, Pandora. We'll, we'll let you know how that goes. Uh, but you can also check us out here on YouTube. Subscribe and all that good stuff. And, you know, be sure to follow us on our Instagram. We have a Facebook we're kind of trying to work on. We might get something like a Twitter soon. Uh, by the time of this recording, maybe. And, well, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's about it. So, go ahead, Daniel. Let us lead us out. Uh, Alright, well, thanks for watching, guys. And this has been Eli from the Geeks Experience. And we are signing out. Alright, later.